Welcome to the Travelling Senorita podcast. This is episode 16, People to Place. Where have I found myself today? I've arrived back home in Kingscliff in a place called Salt, which is a really cool name because it's a simple name. Goes with Peppers, which is also a resort here. And this podcast is all about people to place. I get to find out about really about creative people that I've met along the way who I would call friends, but I also get to learn about their journey because I take them back before we go forward. So today I am with I'm with one of the renowned chefs of Australia, but also incredibly well known in this region, the Tweed and Byron Northern Rivers region, Chef Snowy Stephen Snow. Hello. Well, what a friendly lady. Like, let's, let's not be too misleading from the start. Oh, no. No. You know what I do? I build you up so I can bash you back Good, down Good, okay. Again. Let's go. Let's start with the bashing one. And you know what, Snow? You and I have, um, we've actually interviewed each other. Well, no, you haven't interviewed me. You should one day no, before I die. No, no. Um, we've actually had chats on ABC Radio before. We have indeed. So should, should... And how riveting were they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you still do that. You still do ABC Radio when they ring me up. Yeah, yeah, but, right. But you know what? For me, to be vaguely intelligent on demand, without notice, early in the morning is natural. Oh no, it's too Dude, hard. Dude, that's too crap. Hard. I have too known you for a long time, and you know how to speak at every time. Uh, okay, before we go into chefs Stephen Snow, because obviously you had a life before you became a chef. Yes, indeed. So where did you grow up? Well, I was born at Southport on the Gold Coast. All my folks are from Bangalore in northern New South Wales. My great-grandfather, Joseph, was the mayor of Bangalore. And if you drive over the Byron Creek at Bangalore or the A&I Hall, you'll see monuments to snow families. Well, that was all my ancestors. But my father was a builder and there was no building work on the in the northern rivers, so... I went up and um, I was born the time they were on the Gold Coast because the building boom was on the Gold Coast. So, snow, what have we got? A snow bridge? A snow tower? There's a snow bridge, a JG <laughs> snow bridge, and the A&I Hall at Bangalore. Really? Is, um, I think that's Joseph and Mary Snow, too, and I, I I'm that. one of that clan. And do you know what's funny? Because, you know, to be born in Bangalore now is kind of a little bit groovy. How but about back, that? About, yeah, so back then, what was it like? Back then? <laughs> Just farming, farming and, and cool. Well, they had a shoe shop and a general store yeah. uh, don't it. remember anything yeah. was up because I we lived on the hill at Burley yeah right and um, right near where the, the water tanks are yeah, that, okay. that's where I started off and then I came back to here but um, in between um, my father's brother had a car accident and he, he lost his arm and so we went down to Sydney to help rehabilitate him and that was when I was about seven or something like that. Mm. And um, uh, we ended up setting up shop in Miranda and then Lily Pilly. And I went to Endeavour High School mm-hmm. and then I went to uni and started doing business and law. This is down in Sydney. In Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. And then I um, quit and became a chef. And people like my mother my father to a lesser extent but they said so what instead of finishing your law degree and I already had a business degree you're going to get a hamburger and you're going to turn it like that and then you're going to turn it like that that's that generation and that's going to be your job and I think I was compared unfavourably to a Besser block wow Um, but 
now everyone's happy because as it's turned out, everything's gone well and we're all living happily ever after. Well, okay, so we, you just want this podcast to be super quick then, mate, because I want to go back. I'm taking okay. you back. So I always say to you, hey, Snowy, because you just come back from Spain, we'll talk about yes, that at, yes. at, in a little while. And I said, you've got a tan. And you go, Carl's, I've always got a tan because I'm from... Well, I'm Descendants not. Descendants of... Well, my mother grew up in Lahore in Pakistan. Yes. And... Uh, it was in the days of the white Australia policy and she was shipped out when she was 15 and I believe because they were with the government over there and they the railways was big and they actually had a railway line to their house and they weren't allowed to play with the Solicitor General's people next door for the different things. Um, and so now, because of that, everyone else... With a white Australia policy, I think there was a certain amount of denial to mm-hmm. cut to the chase. Yeah, right. And, and now it's my mother, well, now it's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now her, um, she brought her brother out and they came out on a boat called the Orchides. Mm-hmm. And um, she went to teacher's college and my mother, what a strong woman, like outraged. Imagine being 15, yeah. shipped off from Lahore in Pakistan, which yes. is now Karachi, yes. and um, with your little brother and being asked to set up shop. So let's talk about mum for a little bit, because I believe that you talk about your mum a little bit when I see you every now and then. You, you know, you mention mum quite often in your conversation. So there's something that she's given you in your life from a resilience perspective? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've... Um, Oh, don't worry, I've been in situations with cooking where, you know, maybe I've won all these awards and all these things that they, they sort of matter, but they sort of don't. You and I are going to talk about awards later. Great, I can hardly wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, they sort of matter and they sort of don't, but yeah. at the moment they don't, no. to cut to the chase. But for anyway, you, for you. well, no, we won the best one in Australia about three weeks ago and yeah. because I have it... Yeah, you know, it's no. I sound like a go goose, back to mum for but, a second. Uh, no. Go back to mum. Yeah, no, just good. for a second. Let's I just sidestep wanna... that. Um, let's go back to mum. Well, highly intelligent lady, uh, strict deputy headmistress. Yes. Took that home. Um, yes. But really so smart, kind. Oh, absolutely. You well, I'm an anarchist in essence, so mm, <laughs> didn't yeah. teach me enough. Oh, I don't know, mate. You've got that creative anarchist, but you've also got discipline. I do, I yeah, kind of I've got a, or now. routine, routine, yes. dis- that kind of, yeah, I, yeah, right. I love to meditate, I yeah, spend, I, I yeah. love to do all those kind of things, yeah. and I have that, and, and it really, and it's work, interesting, work people, I, I do creative better than I do some other things, mm-hmm. like, if you had me, if you hired me as a mechanic, mm-hmm. Oh man, everyone would go broke that had anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like, you know, those things where they have a wheel and it turns like that, and the other wheel turns yep. like that, and yep. they just have the answer because every goose can get it? Yep. I'm perplexed. Wouldn't have a clue. Yep. But whenever those other tests come and it's about abstract thinking or yeah. creativity or so writing not, not something so or cooking lateral. something. You're out of the box, dude. It goes, it, that it goes, goes well. well for me and just as well because otherwise everyone associated with me would starve. Well, You've got to be re. Usually people, some people are amazing. They're good at a whole heap of things or yeah, yeah. whatever. I only do things and people go, wow, how do you do that? That's amazing. But you know what? 
I'm so ordinary at so many other things. So lucky, a few things jumped in the correct direction. So, so mum taught you um, a really good structure and resilience in your life, and then you went to go and and the perception was hamburgers. Let's go there now. Let's go back to hamburgers. <laughs> was this in Sydney, the hamburger vibe? Yes. Did, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but I where started. did you go? What did you do? Well, first of all, I yeah, this is pretty funny. Anyway, I um. There was a guy, I worked at Nestle and I was a creative guy at Nestle and I'd check the legalities of their ads and I'd come up with um campaign and they all go, oh man, you're so creative and yeah. this and that. And yeah. That was all good, except I didn't have any discipline. Yeah. I did lots of things you probably shouldn't be doing, but many people do at that time when they're growing up. Mm. I did all of those and... As it happened, I was just thinking, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. So that's when I decided to quit my very well-paid job where everyone was happy and become a cook. And the guy who you would ring up from the Magi line, because yeah. I was working for, am I allowed to say morally bankrupt company? Yeah, yeah. Nestle. It's the ABC, mate. <laughs> Nestle. So anyway, I was it's working for them. It's my podcast. We do whatever we good, want whenever we good. want. Well, I was working for them and come out with ads for their coffee and for whatever else. And then um, I just said, nah, you know what? I quit. And they've gone, what? You're on great money and you're this and that. I go, I don't care. But did I'm you out. have did you have cooking inside you? I've always loved cooking because my grandma, my yeah, mum, like we you know when the other kids were taking Devon and tomato sandwiches yeah. to school, yeah. I was taking hot curry sandwiches really? and stuff okay. like that. And they'd be going, "What's that?" And I'd be looking at theirs and they're so Devon really and good, tomato, good going, palette, "What's that?" Good palate, and you knew yeah. that you liked flavors, and you knew Absolutely. how to mix them together. Yeah, and now I love nothing more than frying up different spices, waiting to they get just to that point and then crushing them or whatever and the aromas and I actually get a euphoria from spices and things and Morgan my wife often says Snowy let's do something like that at home even she calls me Snowy no one calls me Stephen no one (laughs) not even my wife you know my mum does my mum does when she's angry it's uh, that's the only person so I met I met you probably about 20, I, I don't know, thinking about 20 years ago. When we were living in Sydney, we would come up to... Well, I'm only 23. Yeah, that's right, and I'm 13. Actually, right. I'm not even born if you're 23. Yeah, fair Sorry, call. buddy. <laughs> um, but I met you, uh, we came up from Sydney and we would always go to a special restaurant called Finn's that we found. We just happened to find it. We were staying up on, on the Tweed and we would go right. down there to this special restaurant called Finn's. But can you talk me through, so did you leave Sydney and go to... Brunswick Heads to set up this no, restaurant? No, I, I went over to France and Portugal and I I went in France, I was there and I was cooking in a restaurant called La Bracon in Lacanou Ocean and I was there and cooking and... Is this where you got your sort of apprenticeship or your, your stuff? Well, I really? did lots with fish. No, I was doing stuff at uh, back here. I ran a, a restaurant in Crown Street, Surrey Hills called... Shay Gourmet and a lady, a journalist by the name of Valerie Lawson who wrote on the arts and whatever from the Sydney Morning Herald uh, came by and she dined there unbeknownst to me and she wrote an article because I think it was something like 56 restaurants or something in um, 
Crown Street, Surrey Hills, and I was running. Yeah, uh, got, yeah. what are you a, talking? You talking? A, what are we talking? Cheap 80s, eats, 70s? Like, yeah, yeah. 70s, 80s? No, eighties, early eighties. Early eighties. And yeah. um, she wrote an article, Crown Street, some cute names and some good food, and she said, well, of the ones I went there. Um, there's a guy cooking in a place called Shea Gourmet, which was me, and I was doing a sort of cheap eats thing. Yeah. Said food, she loved it, said this was the best. And suddenly, you know, the other guy was a main chef, but everyone came to, he'd run the day thing and I ran the night thing. And the night thing was packed to the rafters and people was like, wow, okay. And then that got a bit hectic, so I... Uh, high tailed it to France. High tailed it, yeah, and went went to France and, 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 um, and the worked on a fishing boat. Right, and it was great. We go out in the zodiac, and you'd lay the fillet, as they call it, all the net, and then it was like oh, it was, I'll never forget. It was like an Australia versus France contest because these guys were lifeguards and whatever that were helping, full like beefcake strong as dudes <laughs> and we'd have to stand on the bow and you'd have to pull in the nets laden with fish and after a while like and then you after a while your hands would be cut and they'd be like claws rather sure than hands. Surely you gave these French guys a run for their money. Oh no they'd Mr. go. Aussie they'd surfer. go. They'd go. Come on kangaroo it's your turn yeah, now. come on. Hey, and so, anyway, so the fishing thing is, is, I mean, we've talked about you a little bit about it uh, as a chef, but we're going to definitely end where you are now. But the fishing thing's been threaded through your veins. I love it. You know what? I am so excited you're by fresh fish. You're, I, you're actually no, a fisherman. not even a fisherman. I'm, I think as a fisherman, I'm a really good fish chef. Yeah. That's the go. But I, you like you like actually going out and catching too, though. Oh, I love it. Yeah, love no, I'm it. Saying, but but your ocean, I'm your lover of the ocean. Oh, yeah, I'm a lover of the yes, ocean. Yes. That I'm guilty on every count. Yes. I, I went. I've been surfing the last three days out the front you know of my what? place. I can tell. So. The suntan. Oh no, sorry, that's your. No, that's heritage. standing. That's standing oh, no. next to the salamander. <laughs> Not Sri Lankan. <laughs> I can. I can. I can go under a neon light and I'll go brown. Do you know what? I just had a vision of Aquaman. It must be because we're laying on this land here. I just had a vision of you. You could have been in Aquaman, man, on Hastings <laughs> Point. Coming out of that water. I just had that vision then. Hold that vision. I will, yes. So, Portugal. How do we get there? What goes okay. on? Okay. Well, then what happened? I was there and I was... Um, surfing at Super Tubos. Mm. And, um, is that near Nazare or somewhere? No, like nah, it's closer, like more um, Peniche. Oh, no, yeah. Peniche. No, but... Anyway, I, I was there and while I was there, I was, um, I had some mates that were from the Gold Coast and we'd all go surfing and one of them was going out with a Portuguese girl. Yes. And um, he said, oh, Snowy, you should see the girls that hang out with... Mm. And I went, oh, that's great, Tim. I said, invite them for dinner. And then they invited, <laughs> <laughs> they invited the girls for dinner. I, I, no, I remember getting out of the water and seeing on the beach going, oh, wow, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> you know? yeah. Anyway, um, uh, first of all, Tim invited them for dinner. And, and they said, oh, no, not Australian guys. They laugh too much. They drink. They're really? rowdy, all oh, of that. Wow. I went, oh, the Portuguese well, girls love that. Oh, well, no, they don't. And well, I the went, Spanish oh. girls are pretty loud, Spanish <laughs> boys and girls. So I just said, oh, whatever, you know, I'll just go home and um, cook whatever, sardines and have them On with Tim own. or whatever, yeah. or, you know, wine's good, let's yeah. have wine yeah. sardines. Yeah. But um, then the next, oh, a couple of days after, I was coming out of the surf and 
one of the girls was there and Tim was talking to her and I said, oh, oh hi. And then... I'm not loud. <laughs> no, no. And then the girl who was my first wife, I only had a couple, but yeah. that was one of yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was this beautiful Portuguese girl. was Margarita. And, yeah, right. And um, she said, oh, I'll come for dinner. And then about a month later, we thought, oh, we might get married. <laughs> really? In yeah. that shorter time? So that's that what we did. We fantastic. did that. And um, we lived... Not e- happily ever after, but we lived for we had 17 years and a couple of half-caste Portuguese boys at a rock. Yeah, they're just wonderful. And, and that's a good inning, Snowy. Yeah, no, no that's awesome. But, and okay, we, so you we're come still back to mates, Australia so. and you... All right, so we're back in Australia now because I've just brought you here. Yep. And you opened up this restaurant in Brunswick Heads. Yeah, well, what happened? No, first of all, I went to the Railway Hotel in Byron Bay. And I and I took all the reviews the and showed them to yes, showed them to Tom and Kath Mooney, and they said, "Oh, mate, if you want to take on our little place, really great, I didn't know this part yeah, of yeah, do that, do that." So I was there, and um, Byron was pretty rugged in those days. Are like, we, are we fast, fast forward? We oh, I'm so bad, like mid nineties or something. No, like I think earlier. Yeah, right, okay. Let's say 90s, earlier. but it's no, 90s. Less. it was earlier. Right, okay. It was 80-something. Right. Well, it was like this. I There was nights in the railway pub when there was a girl behind the bar, there was me in the kitchen, and there was a manager, and there was probably two customers. Right, okay. In midwinter and stuff, yeah. and, and even in some other times. Yeah. and. We just, we just. But so is it, was it similar to what it still is now, as far as? No, like, it got nothing to do with it. No. It had. I would have, like, there was a lot of people, and like, I, I remember the first order. I said, they said, "Well, what are you going to do, mate, when you come up here?" And I said, "Oh, well, I'll do some pastas and maybe some curries and you know whatever pub food." And they've gone, "I oh, listen, mate. Exotic, exotic. No, exotic <laughs> Sydney shit like that won't work." Right, okay. And I went, oh, oh, yeah, right, like pasta and things like that. So exotic. Wow. So anyway, I, I remember I put in my first See, order of growing up in Melbourne, veg. I have to just interject here. Yeah. Growing up in Melbourne, pasta wasn't exotic. No, I, I, I didn't Think feel like well. it was, but <laughs> you asked me, is it the same? And I'm telling you, no, no it was really oh, different. No, I meant, is it the same, the decor, like how it's got all the old... Um, yeah, pretty similar. Like that the hasn't railway. moved too much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ah, was it similar in that sense? But the train had actually pull up instead of having a oh. station with no train. and they had a, You had the restaurant. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The train it always it would pull up, and you know it was like all that. exciting. You just got the train, and in you go, and you yeah, get Snowy's kind of, food. Well, that yeah, that's classic. Yeah, so Isn't that, wouldn't that be cool, right? Like now, I well, love that vibe. Yeah, bring it back. The train pulls everything up. retro's good again. I Let's know. go. Oh, Screw that up. Okay, so, keep going with the uh, rails. So then I put in order, and I said, "Well, I have some eggplant, and all, and same deal. You know, look, mate, if you're going to get exotics like that, you need to give us a week or two's notice. And I don't know if we can get these things." And I thought, "Yeah, right, okay." And other than that, there was local guys that didn't like me, or they didn't know that I was from the area originally, or whatever. And they'd be sitting at the end of the. They'd come into the bar and they're pretty wild and woolly dudes. They go, hey, mate, I hope you're a good bluer because we're going to punch shit out of you the second you finish your shift. was like, oh, awesome. (laughs) Welcome home, you know. And it was was kind of very different and heavy. I've got a snow bridge. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't drop that line. I just... I just sort of said, well, will I abject groveling help? No, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Right, I, 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 I want to kill him. <laughs> no, but anyway. I'm not sure what to do with that comment. 
So, but, so then you decided to. Well, then the, after that, Tom and I decided that our versions of our respective pedigrees didn't correlate. Yep. And I said to Tom, "Well, Tom, you can go do what you want, yep. and I'll go and do what I want." And the Cornells, John and Delhi, said, "Snowy, come and work with us." So I went, "Sure, at the that's club. a good idea." At well, that was at Brunswick. Yeah. So I, then I, I went I to missed, Brunswick. I actually pub. wasn't fortunate enough because I'm younger than you to go to the Brunswick one. I went yeah. to the bar one, but I want to know a little bit about the Brunswick one. Brunswick was great. It yeah. was. It was such a. It still is. What a wonderful pub. Yeah, it's fantastic. And John and Delvin. But did like, you have things in? Humans. Did you start your cooking in there? Getting like the really. Um, well, at the railway. It got a really big following. It started to get really busy, as yeah. in, you know, and I invented some things and whatever, so it, it all worked. The railway was good, but I was happy to leave, went to the Brunswick pub, and the Brunswick pub was even busier. Yeah. And that How went, iconic is that place? I love it. Oh, I love it. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, halfway through that, there was a place called Finn's. And it was bankrupt. It had a bad reputation. In Brunswick? In Brunswick Heads, right on the river. Right. Uh, Where the trawlers are? Close to that, yeah. Right, okay. And um, everyone was off the place. It had been shut for six months. Um, Even the landlord had got food poisoning there, so it wasn't big. And I had a look at it, and I thought, yeah, it's got potential. So I bought it for 8000 bucks with uh, all the fittings and all of that and because we had no money went to and worked hard and got it up and running you know what firstly you're a visionary and secondly i reckon you actually saw the water and the fish and the ocean and loved it yeah and you got the whole vibe yeah it was great it was a pretty radical restaurant it was sort of like the Barara Waters in Sydney was before yeah, it, but yeah. thereafter, like radical things happened there. Yeah. Like I, you know, things like um, we had everyone from colourful racing identities to like we, oh, sorry, yeah, models or whatever, and and wild stuff happened. And then I used to usually do somewhat of a job on myself on. Um, Saturday evenings after work and I remember one Sunday I went into work and um, one of the guys said to me Snowy there's um, some people out there that they they really enjoyed their dinner they've asked you to come out for a champagne and I said Ned tell them whatever you want but I don't want to know about it I'm feeling so ordinary. I had a big night last night because I'd go to bed at four o'clock yeah. and get back in. At, True chef style. Uh, yeah, that kind of gear. Yeah. Um, but who were they? And I'd come in and anyway, um, he went out and said, oh, no, snow is this and that. And he said, well, I'd just like to say, just tell him that um, Terry Durack um, has just had the best meal he's had outside a capital city anywhere or something like yeah, this, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. And I'd cooked, and, and I went, you're expletive deleted, joking. So I went to the window and looked out, and these guys are pretty easy to tell, you know, they're, they're, big, they're big and they're, oh yeah, right, they're, they're big and they're really obvious. So I looked and went, oh no, are you joking? I said, really, they went good, those people? Because I knew where they were, but I, 
no one knew. Like, we didn't have a clue. And anyway, he went back and um, wrote it up and, and said all those sorts, said great things. And then suddenly everyone came to the restaurant. Really? And, in little downtown Brunswick? Yeah, yeah, but radical things happened. Like, I remember one time in particular there was a girl and she was hanging out a washing in a backyard or something in Byron Bay and the neighbour looked over the fence and she was in the nude, you know? <laughs> like, so you just cheer, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or, I don't know, you do yeah. something like that. Yeah, but idea. anyway, no, no. He called the police and really? <laughs> wanted to charge yeah. or... Yeah, what a wombat. Yeah, and I, I don't know. it was free love back then, well, Snowy. Well, it should have been and there's heaps of hippies, You're but anyway... You're talking to a 1969 girl here, my friend, right. so you don't have to convince me of anything. Yeah, well, I got 10 on you, so... But Hello, anyway... So the Echo, which was a local publication, and Still they is. and it is, yeah, and they a great newspaper, and they used to come in and they'd all turn up and we'd have drinks and they'd eat fish the and whatever. Of, um, I think it's the same guy. His dad's the owner. Hans Lovejoy. Yeah, is the yeah. Editor. David Lovejoy is a good mate but of mine. And that? Hans, Hans yeah, is cool. The name? And Aslan Shand is Nicholas Shand. Yeah. And Nicholas. Uh, had an accident and he's no longer with us but Nicholas was a brilliant man he started it I just love the name and they'd all come in I want to be Kylie Lovejoy hello Kylie Lovejoy from the Echo Publications can I help you (laughs) it's got a good read I love it Um, so so when you you ended up going from Brunswick Heads to Byron how did that happen well the Cornells would come in and they'd come in with, I don't know, so just Cornell Ginge is, is and strop, all those guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. Delving. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And them. they'd all, yeah. yeah. And they'd come in with their mates and they'd always have some dudes. And I was speaking with them and they said, Snowy, come and run our place. Because at that stage, they'd have like $10 lunches or this something. Was back at the pub. Back at, sorry, at, at the Byron, beach hotel. At the beach hotel. Because they had the Brunswick Hotel. They have both. And then they went and got the beach here, right. Yeah. And how long was the your fins open for in the incarnation that you were there at Brunswick Heads? At Brunswick, was there about eight years yeah, or right. something okay. like that? Fair, so then, fair then, it, then it closed and you went with them into Byron? Well, no, what happened was we won the best seafood restaurant in New South Wales and then I was flown down to Sydney and up on a stage and everyone's clapping and... All the politicians are saying, oh, this wonderful, it's first time a place outside of Sydney. Because mm. no one came. They're all country rest, nothing happened. But that's so. when I, I mean, I was in Sydney when you're talking about this. That's, yeah, and that's it actually became. when I heard of you, which is why we ended up going there when we came up to Byron. Right. So well, I was one so of those wankers listening to that information. Well, I'm not saying wanker, why? No way. No, but I just but, mean um, as in, that's what we heard down there, because I was in right. the Right, well, so anyway, I was there, and, we're on the, and everyone's clapping, the the... You know, the Premier's saying, well, you know, this is fantastic and regional employment and how great's all of this. And then I flew back and they announced they were putting the Pacific Highway through my oh, restaurant right. okay. and wow. closing it. Yeah, okay. So it was, it was like, oh, hold on, I'm the same guy. Remember, we were clapping and yeah. everyone was saying how nice. Wow. And so then it was funny. There begins everyone... the oxymoron in life, <laughs> Well... Then everyone wanted to come up and interview and go, oh, mate, you just won this and now they're shutting your yeah. restaurant. And I took the obligatory pictures of me, you know, head bowed, looking like all my chooks had just died. But and had you already had that terrible. offer with, um, with uh, Strop? Well, I had. Well, but and John and, well, Corny said, Snowy, come and run our place, you know, because your place is packed yeah. and this place... 
doesn't have anyone at the beachy at the time so we can't get them for lunch and so but I said no why would I do that corner you're a nice guy you guys all come to my place I'm happy here but when they announced they're putting the highway through it well it was kind of then Corny and I arranged to get together and went over there and um, we did a deal and um, then we went and we toured around all through Europe and went to the best restaurants and hung out together. Wonderful man, very, very funny human and had great experience, came back and um, opened up the beachy and took Finns to the beachy. And so the plan was to take Finns well. to the beachy because to describe it, Finns was at the side of the beach hotel yeah, as a yeah. really nice restaurant. Like yeah, where the Italian at the Pacific is. I don't like the word fine dining. I would say um, good good dining well, in, in a Well, at that stage it probably was. Yeah, but I, yeah, correct. But we won't go. Now it's not. No, but it was classy dining yeah, sure. in a destination restaurant. Well, it was serious seafood. Yeah. yeah and we're... you had this dish that we all, remember I'm living in Sydney and I find right. out about this dish right and it's the portuguese dish that we shared together oh, in they, the beautiful yeah yeah the, well, i had oh the cataplana correct yeah yeah the so cataplana Greg and i would come up and we would you know stay with our parents up here and we would deliver because he's a casino boy yeah but we would come up and we would go to your restaurant for a night out together pre-children uh, no and and that you know what i you love hear so eating many that those stories, I, don't everyone you? asks to bring that i probably should that's something yeah. That's maybe one of the better things a coffee table I think book with we've all those done. Stories. Well, well yeah, it's in the books where we've got. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, everybody's okay. Got his, everybody's no, got... that's a winner, but I. And we were I actually called you I... back then, so we were, we were new, um, new, we were oh, newlyweds. With we were a just... saffron on that, you would have gone home and jumped on each other. Yeah, like, that just makes <laughs> anyone feel good <laughs> eating that. Is that what the mission behind was? Oh. Lots of seafood in there. <laughs> there were some oysters along the way. You can't help but feel happy. Exactly. But that was it. What I loved about that restaurant, and I'm going to bring you to salt very soon um is that it had this kind of i don't know i would describe it as balinese that may not be correct now that i've been to sri lanka it had a sri lankan garden feel to it like it had yeah. a real kind of i don't know gardeny byron bay feel to it i don't know how else to describe it but John it felt Mc- like that to me yeah as um, someone living in a city going to that restaurant it felt like a garden restaurant yeah does that make sense to you sure it was yeah. like that ian Mackay um designed the roof as an upturned hole and he's yeah, a right. really good yeah. he did all john and deli stuff yeah, so right. yeah. he did heaps of things like that he yeah. was a very cool man as well and um smart guy and his design was really brilliant like great and then we had an outside section because the cornells had come in and they couldn't get a table That's in their the own bit, the restaurant. Bit, the bit to sit there. Yeah, the well, spot. we yeah. could only let that one out when yeah, John right. and Deli and the gang weren't yeah. coming in. Yeah, so right. That's what we said. They always had it because they came in sometimes and... Yeah, that's how that's how uh, a Snowy's fish came about. Like I didn't name a fish after me. No. Like, the way Snowy's fish came about was John and Deli came in and I was having my dinner. They came in late and they said, "What's Snowy having?" said, oh, he has his fish fairly plain. He just cooks it three ways and that to get a textural thing that he wants when he's cooking the fish. And they said, oh, can we have some of those Snowy's fish? So they ordered that. And then um, they came out and said, hey, mate, that fish is next level. You've got to have that. And I said, oh, yeah, we've got heaps of others, Corny. You know, order another one, mate, or a Taj. You know, there I go. You know, it's fairly simple. It's just what I like for my dinner. He's going, no, you're wrong. You need to put that on the menu. And I've gone, no, look, Corny, you know, have this or have that. Or mm. anyway, he kept going on, and every time 
they'd come in, they'd order Snowy's fish. And I'd, they'd go, Snowy's? I'd look around and go, oh, it's a fish. Right, yeah. okay. But yeah, that's yeah. stayed on the menu now. Well, <laughs> so after Corny saying, you got to put it on the menu, mate, because I bake it and I grill it yeah. and I pan it. I do a lot with yeah. a good oil, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, then I put it on the menu and to this day, Snowy's fish would sell like two or three yeah. to every other one's one and everyone loves well, it so that's why he's he's done so well and I, I'm not whinging I've done it right but um but this is what's interesting what smart about guy. you Snowy well I think you're a smart guy so you've had this we're now in Salt in Peppers where we started on this podcast and you've had this restaurant it's had three incarnations one in Brunswick one in Byron and now one yeah in the Tweed region which you are a big fan of because you love the produce around love here it. You know a lot of the same people around here as well. And watch and this space. There could be another incarnation in uh, the relatively short term. Okay, so this one is called Fins as well, which we love the name. And Snowy, you are renowned for this restaurant. You are a part of this restaurant. It's riddled through your your, your veins. Love the stuff. You do do it other things. Me. You go over to Spain and you cook over there and yep. you get you get really inspired and you come back and then you open up. We've got a you know, Spanish pop-up right now. Love it. I love it. I'm going to actually talk about that because yeah. I love that. But, um, you, you know, up at Finns at Plantation House, which is the old avocado land, which is now Tropical Fruit World, which has this plantation-style house up there what that you guys venue. have just... Oh. You're about to go there now and run a wedding. I so am. You do all this, right? Amazing so you're, venue, You and Morgan, place. and let's bring Morgan in as well, because yep. Morgan's this innovative young lady that has yep. just gone, right, I manage, I... I'm a maitre d', I'm a sommelier, I'm a manager, I'm a wife, I'm a mother. These are all the things and she is to you. you know what? She's got a degree in fine arts. And she's it's an just amazing It's just she paints artist. me with a fat gut. Yes. And it's so not true. Okay, I know. I can see that. <laughs> this, is a, this is a visual medium. No, no, she's this, this gorgeous audio. number. No one Gorgeous number reclining in a bath. Oh, I can and there's this really fat guy sitting yeah, on the end of the bath. Yeah. It's Renaissance. Yeah, well... And so she's an um, artist as well. But you two together are, are a formidable couple that are always inspiring and wanting to do innovative things. You're not, you don't tire. You keep going. So no, tell, tell us about Finns. We know Finns the story. Tell us about what's going on for you in the future with where you're at right now. That's hard. I'm going to run weddings and when I can tell you about what's happening. But there is something happening in the future. 2020? I can't remember. And I can't remember anything I've said. You're not good on your chronological say. I'm terrible on dates. Okay, so 2020, there's I can remember. I'm deliberately forgetting is another way of putting can't remember. You've come back from Spain after being there for four months. And And I'm full of it. Yeah, we know that. So you've flipped. No, you're not. We've flipped. uh, You've got a pop-up side of your wonderful restaurant, which is the Finns that we were talking about. Exactly like the food we had there. Punters love this stuff. Well, I've spent a lot of time in Spain, as you know. And you've eaten heaps of it. Yeah, because I just love that food. Yeah, You've made it once again very authentic and simple. Don't go crazy with the European yeah, exactly. stuff. You've got to keep it very simple. Right? Well, I was cooking with a, you know, I went over there to Spain with Telmo Rodriguez invited me, and we lived in an 11th century monk's Rioja? Rioja, La Rioja. <laughs> Uh, on with Telmo's a, Telmo's a very good winemaker, as we superstar yeah. winemaker yeah. and, and a great I'm human, go and as is his whole family and yeah, wife. Beautiful. And but um, so we went there, and the go was. It just so happens, you know, the fifty best restaurants in the world. Yes. Right. Well, three of them happen to be in the Basque region of yes, Spain. Of course, so that makes sense. I ended up cooking with a guy who was number three, and the guy. Who, 
you know, who was number 27 and 30 and whatever in the world. And and they'd turn up and they'd have their perillas, they'd have all their special oh, produce, they'd have their own woods and their charcoals and their entourage of chefs. And there'd be Morgan and I cooking ours and we'd go course for course. Beautiful. And it was like, well, kind of, but like I had a restaurant in Portugal for a few years, so I'm all over Iberian yeah. cuisine. Yeah. But I couldn't cook that because why else would they fly me there, give me a place, and I cook the same as them. Yeah. So I had to invent yeah. different things. Yeah. And we go course for course. And they had journos like Tapas Magazine yeah, and someone fantastic. filmed it and Could whatever. Could you live over there? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Love it. Love it. Can you ask me the same question? Can you live over there? Absolutely. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, great. But what an experience. Fantastic. And you know what? And you'll the, do it the other guy. Well, yeah, we've got do you know, invite to do you know where we're heading? Things. We're heading... Um, for my big five-o, we're heading over to um, Florence, uh, Venice, and Dolomites. So Wonderful. hanging out around the um, ah. Italian areas again. Which and Dolomites is meant to be really interesting because it's got the German and Austrian influence right. in the Italian Alps. Right. So I'll be telling you a few things when I get back about cool. that little space there. Cool. So I always end my podcast, Snowy. You've got a massive journey. We could talk for hours, and I knew this. Yep. Um, but we need to go because you've got to go and go to a wedding. And, I want, and you mentioned Telmo, and I just need a glass of wine. Basically. Yep. Cool. So who I didn't I actually didn't give you the heads up on this because you are such a spontaneous guy that you could do a radio show completely on your own every this is day. sounding heavy. It's not heavy. I don't <laughs> okay. do deep, man. This show okay. is not deep. Good. Okay, so who or where inspires you? Who or, or where? where? I'd like who and where to be. Who ready. and where? Who? You know what? You know what inspires me? People that are speaking out now about climate change. Right. The environment, things like that. Yep. Not even to be a great attitude. I actually support these things. I love my daughter Mia. Yeah. She went to the UN in Mauritius and speaks about this. I am totally uninspired by politics in this country. In fact, it's. Yeah. You know, I, I, I now we could have I only have consideration. I, th- I only have consideration for the next generation, and so I would what? suggest I, I that actually, I feel so happy that these people yeah are speaking out. Yes, because if we haven't done all right now, like how much more are we going to take? Wait, you're liberated. I'm, I'm good actually on them. liberated and inspired. The best of them with the younger generation. I totally agree with you. I feel like politics across the world has lost my confidence. That's sure. in, in, in how it feels. And but, we're no But Robinson that younger gen- generation that's coming oh. through are confident enough to say, no, 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 no. We want- back them. Like yeah, what we, back. you yeah. know, probably Finns has won heaps of things. Well, wacko. But yeah. uh, not to belittle but whatever but the the one i'm really proud of is winning the most sustainable, sustainable. Yeah. and all these things now everyone's on about oh local and lo- you know what this you is mean, this is something we've done for 30 yeah. 40 years but this is just is, something though, my friend what you can take from that is thank christ everybody else is actually starting to open up and and do the same like Exporting and importing back into this country for menus is ridiculous. Mm. We Im- we export meat and import it back to put it on our menu. Yeah, yeah. You haven't been doing that, right? But what I'm saying is you want everybody, we want everybody to sing from that song sheet so that we have a chance right. to live. 
basic right it's as well simple as it and comes. just have respect for the people coming after us and also the indigenous land that we currently sit on absolutely which is super important to me because i'm hearing a lot about indigenous tourism lately which is the area i'm in yep but you know let's get these guys jobs and let's get them to educate us about the land absolutely and so, they could teach us like yeah but it's the young, i feel wonderful. like it's that younger generation so we're, and I. we're blessed enough like and i've got teenagers and you've got you know right through down to little four five-year-olds uh, five-year-old so, any age so you look want at that generation i love i've that. got heaps of them you just keep doing the generation yeah. so where different I wives know where, you know i got a whole lot like, what either. do you want you're not the Taj Mahal. <laughs> listen i actually know I'm glad we where didn't cover that part of it <laughs> i know where inspires you i feel like i do but where? tell me where as a place inspires you right anywhere near the ocean Right. So, okay. anywhere near the do ocean, you know I, love that you do? I, I think I get so excited by fish. Yeah. When the fish comes in, <laughs> it's like, wow. And I, I love what? it. I never get sick You're of this. Hilarious. If I'd been a lawyer or I'd been whatever I was oh, going to my be. Oh, golly gosh, that wouldn't have worked. No, no, it wouldn't have worked. And now but I you write are, you, things okay, now. So, so, so Stephen yeah. Stowe, we're finishing, but you are larger than life. You know what? You are the first podcast in you my, that I've done, and I'm up to number 16. That has said when I've said who everyone always nails it down to one person or a place of one place. You've gone that whole generation of younger yeah, people yeah. and the whole of the ocean around the world. That's it. So thank That's you it. so much because you're running off to a wedding. Carly, um, absolute the pleasure, darling. I hope that um, someone enjoys it. Well, I did. <laughs> Good.